0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank.
1: Coming up, the latest
0: episode of Mizzou That's Who.
1: What is up? Welcome to this week's edition of Mizzou That's Who, your podcast for Missouri Athletics here on KC Sports Network. I'm Tucker Franklin, joined as always by Gabe Diarmen and Maggie Johnson. Look, it's been a busy week. It's been a busy weekend, really. Uh, if we could just sum it up into three days uh, for Missouri Athletics, we're here to give you the latest. Gabe, how have you been?
2: Uh, what day is it, guys?
1: Well, today is actually uh Monday. I don't know if you uh, if I think all those days probably run together. So it's it's not Saturday. yet? Okay. Ask me on Saturday.
2: Would oh, yeah. if we can get to that, the answer will be fine.
1: Love to hear it, Maggie. How was your weekend? How are you doing uh with everything? Yeah, uh
0: I had family Christmas, so I've already gotten that out of the way. So, um pretty good, I guess. Um yeah, I'm not as stressed as gabe i'm sure but i think i'm like every other mizzou fan just kind of waiting for things to happen you know pushing refresh um it was funny i was in my mizzou group chat and somebody was like i keep pushing refresh but every time i push refresh and somebody commits to all miss and somebody else was like well stop (laughs) pushing refresh then (laughs) but yeah um we're just kind of waiting for uh waiting for something to happen so
1: Tis the season, right? I was informed today, we're recording this obviously on Monday, uh, it's a week away from Christmas and I said, what happened to this year? Like, that is legitimately insane that we are a week away from Christmas. Uh, Missouri basketball played a game on Sunday, didn't quite turn out like we all would have liked it to turn out in Kansas City too, um, We'll talk about that, but they're obviously I'm sure you guys clicked on the podcast to hear some transfer portal updates, everything that's going on with Missouri football. They're giving you a reason not to pay attention to Missouri basketball right now with the uh, with the guys they're in. And look, all of this stuff is so fluid, so while we're recording this podcast, something might happen. Um, and by the time you're listening to this podcast, something might happen as well. So if we don't get anything, apologies. Obviously, make sure that you're tuned into Power Mizzou uh, if you want to stay up to the latest game. Uh, but let's start with basketball. Um I think it's cool that they do this game in Kansas City. They're obviously going to play in St. Louis on uh, Friday. But overall thoughts, Gabe, on their uh, matchup with Seton Hall?
2: Well, first, the Kansas City part. um, I think they kind of felt like they needed to do something in Kansas City because there was a big deal, all these events in St. Louis and all that, right? And I think Kansas City wants to be a part of that. Um, I don't think it was the ideal setup. Uh, There's no real regional. I mean, it's Seton Hall. You know they're they're from from New Jersey. This is basically a home game for Missouri. Um, the Patriots are so bad that the Chiefs got moved from Monday night to like this was scheduled intentionally because the Chiefs didn't play, right? And then the Chiefs did play, and so that's going to hurt attendance. It was, I, it seemed like a better crowd than was announced. I think they announced seven thousand, which is, I I don't know, guys. I mean. I know this won't be a popular thing to say, but if you're in Kansas City and you want things like this to happen, 7,000 ain't great. They'd get 7,000 in Columbia um, for that game and wouldn't have to travel and would be a lot easier. Uh, And look, people spend their money how they want to spend their money. I'm not blaming anybody. Whatever the reasons are, they are. But the simple fact is, if these are going to continue, there has to be a reason to continue them. That said, the team did not exactly give anyone a reason to buy a ticket to The next one that is like this because played very poorly for 34 minutes. Um, The offense was hit or miss, and the defense was mostly just miss. Uh, Most points they've given up outside of the KU game last year under Gates, and that KU team was significantly better than this Seton Hall team.
0: Yeah, I saw this Seton Hall shot 59% 59% from the field, 43.5% from three-point range. All five of their starters scored in double figures, which is pretty insane, um, for especially for being at the Sprint Center, which you would think that we would have quite the home court advantage. I mean... At,
2: at I that don't... time, we all felt like Missouri should have been down 15. Seaton Setonville's got 62% in the first half. And Missouri was only down four. And our whole message board, and I agreed with them, was, well, they can't shoot 62% again. Well, they didn't. They only shot like 57.
0: <laughs> you know, so... Um, and we yeah. didn't We didn't even shoot that poorly. We actually shot right. 50% from three. We went 12 for 24. We shoot a lot of threes. We shoot a lot of threes every game. I think we talked about that last week. And we shot 45.2% overall. And, you know, we get re- out-rebounded almost every game. But it was only 31 to 29. So, it, I mean... Overall, it doesn't seem like we played that badly. They just played fine a, offensively. Was just, yeah, play fine offensively. We just, you know, there was no the defense was just a struggle. It was just a struggle. I mean, you're not gonna win if the, if they shoot that well. No. you're just not ever. And, and, that's that, and I'm telling you, that's a defensive thing.
2: I mean, I'm telling you guys, I was sitting baseline and. There were plays where it looked like Seton Hall's guys were sitting around, standing at the three-point line going, I mean, I don't really want to shoot this, but oh, nobody's going to come out and guard? Okay, I'll shoot it. And they went 9 of 16. They actually went 1 for 7 to finish the game from 3, but by that point, it didn't matter because once they cooled off from 3, they were just going around Missouri. They had 30 points in the paint in the second half. I mean, they were getting anything they wanted inside, It was uh, not good, just not good. The good news, however, is Dennis Gates informed us that not only is Seton Hall an NCAA tournament team, it appears every team Missouri has played also is an NCAA (laughs) tournament team this year. So good news. They're the first, except my favorite part of it was, you know, he listed off Jackson State NCAA tournament team, Kansas NCAA tournament team, Seton Hall NCAA tournament team, Minnesota, I don't know where they're going to end up, but they're going to... Interruption.
1: so i'm sorry minnesota fans it's not great news for you oh no not the not the kiss of death from dennis gates there uh i was looking up jackson state's record because i still don't think they've won very many basketball games um i hand up don't follow jackson hey shout out they beat the north carolina a&t aggies this week but they're five and seven they're on the red track uh when it comes to them uh, I, what stuck out to me, uh, you had a KC kid lead the lead the scoring in 22 points for the uh, Missouri Tigers to Bates, um, Good to see him I'll offensively get the things going. I think he tied a career high with 22 as well. So um, Overall, I mean, basketball has been, I, I think going into this year expectation-wise, I guess I'm going to speak for myself here because that's the only person I can really speak for. I didn't have that high of expectations for this season, right? I do think that they might have outperformed a little bit last year than, than where they were at obviously they've got a very bright future with the class that they've got coming in and they've already got a really good start to the 2025 class already so the future looks really bright i don't think people should completely sour i don't think people are. i don't think people should completely sour on this team just because this year is the the uh the gap year the bridge year to uh, to the good years for now i mean listen you can enjoy uh, what Sean east is doing i think him he's playing good basketball i think he's been able to find a find a bucket and everything like that, but uh, I'm not I'm not living and dying yes. by every result in this non-con schedule.
2: This season is not over. I mean, they've got 21 games left, something like that, 20 games left, I don't know. I have seen the Bragg and Rights game turn seasons around. It is possible. That's you good. also cannot look at where this team is today and reasonably think NCAA. Tournament. Doesn't mean they can't get there, but as of today, that's not a realistic
0: expectation. Not, not with how they're playing and i was reading your article Gabe, about the productivity of how um like nick honor's been playing and his you know assist to turnover ratio and um the the shots and things that um noah carter's taking and you know how it's gone it's gone down obviously i think Uh, you just can't have that i think i said at the beginning of the season with with nick honor that he didn't need to make a lot of shots. He just needed to be a scoring threat. And I think that's kind of taken a turn a little bit. I think he's maybe taken that a little bit too much of a becoming a scoring threat. And he's made a lot of shots. He's been a better like, like he's shooting
2: 44% he's sho- from he's three.
0: shooting. He's shooting well, but like we're not having I don't even have that stat pulled up, but like our assists, the amount of assists we have I think um uh Sean East had six. And then the next high is that three, and then it was just like one, one, one. one The offense just is terrible.
2: The offense just look so much different. I mean, I I had kind of that over the top view in Lawrence, and you're going, nobody's moving. What do they do? Yeah. But like I, it, the the ball movement last year was I, the word I used this morning. At times, it was mesmerizing the way that team passed the ball, and they don't do it this year. It, I, I mean. They would, they would have three open threes on one possession, right? One guy would have one and pass it up to get a better one to get a better one, and it's just not happening this year. Um, there are so many possessions where they don't seem to get into anything until 10 or 12 seconds left on it. And I, I don't know why. I, I don't know. I don't think it's that Dennis Gates has forgotten basketball. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know the reasons, but it's pretty obvious. They were ninth in the country in offensive efficiency last year, and they were 72nd. And that's the defense isn't better enough to make up, for, you know, as as was clearly evidenced on Sunday.
0: Well, I think it's an issue if if Aiden Shaw's ending with zero points and two rebounds. I mean, like things like that are a pretty big issue as a starter. I mean, you can't and I don't understand it. He won't shoot the ball. Mm. Like, it's not that he's missing shots. He won't shoot it.
2: And it's weird. He took 21 threes last year. He made six of them. It's not great, but like you had to think he might do. He's over one this year. He won't shoot the ball from 10 feet this year. And I'm not sure I get it. Um, I I, I do. It's fair to criticize or question. Some of the things Gates is doing. I mean, we get the two and a half minute Mabor Majak cameo in the first half of every game. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, he, he tried to play John Tonje for the first time in like eight games yesterday, and it didn't work. Trent Pierce is, is, look, I get it. He hasn't played well, so you get why he hasn't played. But then he comes in and actually played really well in the last seven minutes. So it, he just seems like he's. we're 11 games into the season, and I still don't think he really knows what he has.
1: That's a point that I think I saw in Gabe He played 13 guys yesterday, is that right? Yeah, and it I promise it would have been 14 if
2: Caleb Grill wasn't hurt.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: You know. It it, it it was like he was just 13 the entire yeah, time. Just can I find five guys that can function together on both ends of the floor? And they they kind of found it in the last six minutes, but also that made me think, you know what we did in the KU game? We we let ourselves believe what we wanted to believe. Oh, they really did a nice job fighting back and getting within eight and making it in they were down eighteen, guys. KU hey, let up. I, I don't, they left. Yeah. And then they got to eight and had to get serious. They're down 19 to Seton Hall. Seton Hall left. And they got back to six and Seton Hall finished. It. You know, he, they deserve credit for not quitting, but and, and for making things interesting, but they've got to quit putting themselves in position to have to make them interesting.
1: That I just uh just found here Mizzou is now 27 and 1 when scoring 75 or more points under Dennis Gates first lost uh since scoring over 75 they scored 87 in the loss that's the most in the Dennis Gates era loss um so that just tells you how much the other team had to score for them to score 87 points and uh lose all right we're gonna take a break uh first I gotta say guys about home field apparel we're gonna get to the transfer portal stuff I'm sure what everybody tuned in for I'm sure people didn't tune in to hear us complain about Mizzou basketball if we did there you go. We did it. Uh, but let, let me tell you about our folks at homefieldapparel.com. Got all kinds of high quality stuff. Got a shipment coming in today, I think is what it said. I got a shipment coming in today for some Christmas presents. Go take advantage of that there. Um, I don't know if you can get it by Christmas now, but you can get a shirt that looks like mine and Maggie's. Maggie and I wear the same shirt. Not a big deal. Um but you can go to homefieldapparel.com shop the selection of over 150 different colleges. I always like to go on when I see these random bowl games on, like the famous Toastery Bowl going on right now between Old Dominion and Western Kentucky. I like to go on and see, oh, does Homefield Apparel have these shirts? Yep, you bet they sure do. And I like to see the old vintage logos and the the really cool logos that they come up with uh, for these schools. So make sure to go check them out. Use that code KCSN23 at checkout for uh, 15% off your first order. So if you haven't ordered from homefieldapparel.com yet, Go check them out. We really appreciate all their support. When we come back, we're going to get into the transfer portal, into the college football stuff right after this.
2: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google
3: Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
4: with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. All
1: right, welcome back. Everybody, really quick, refresh the timelines really quick, see if we got any uh, any changes, any updates before we uh, start this segment. Uh, I think we're good. Uh, Transfer portal. Um, Gabe, I knew it was going to ruin the sport. It's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? Yeah,
2: I, I mean, it's kind of ruined my day, to be quite honest. <laughs>
1: That's fair. I understand how that goes a big weekend for uh Missouri and the just visit department in terms to the uh in terms of campus now on the recruiting dead period right now I think that's how the calendar works until a very small window in January after the bowl games and then they have another dead period calendar is crazy uh you laid it really well out there on the the forums there for on Power Mizuuga but uh just walk us through this weekend they got some pretty big names on campus
2: yeah let's see uh so started on Thursday. Chris McClellan from Florida. Um, defensive tackle was here. He had Missouri in his top three out of high school, along with Oklahoma. Um, he also visited Colorado this weekend. Another kid. I'm not, I'm going to try, guys. Chidozi Nwankwo. I, I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation. He's from Florida. Um, He's actually, as we we're recording this, it is 3.53. He has said he is announcing at 4 o'clock. So by the time we're done talking about this, we will know if he's going to Missouri or Colorado. Um, had a big offensive lineman named Remington Strickland on campus from Texas A&M. Um, there was a linebacker named Corey Flagg came in on Saturday. He's from Miami. I'm missing some other kid who was here on Thursday. And then the big one, Caden Green, visited Oregon on uh, Friday and part of Saturday and then spent, uh, from what I'm told, about eight hours – Uh, Nine hours on campus in Columbia on Sunday. Um, You know he he tweeted out a a picture of the stadium, so we know he was there. Just as we know he was in Oregon because he tweeted out a picture of his shoes in the airport. I mean, (laughs) he could have done that at Macy's. Frankly, I don't know (laughs) where he was. I'm assuming that it was in Oregon, Um, but. So those decisions are all oh, the other kid was was Darius Smith, a he's an outside linebacker at Georgia, would be a defensive end at Missouri because they play a four three as opposed to a three four. So those are the six kids who were in this weekend. That is by no means everybody they're looking at, but those are the ones that decisions really could come at any I mean, all six of those guys could have made decisions by friday another kid aeneas peebles who they had in defensive mm-hmm. tackle from duke chose virginia tech on uh, monday so i don't know if that's about where we are i'm sure i've forgotten something if this is like the message board if we had little comments turned on somebody would say well what about this kid and i was like i don't know i just named
1: seven kids that's what i know <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part is uh, when people <laughs> ask me about it. it's like i'm not keeping secrets i was like that's that's exactly. i used do that and i said yeah that's uh that's makes a great point. I, I think obviously the big one, Caden Green is what uh, everyone we were on the we did the podcast last week. It's been a pretty much a week since uh the Caden Green whole saga's gone on. That timeline has kind of there's been things said on both sides of things about why Caden Green hit the portal, why he didn't it's it's a lot.
2: Honestly, who cares?
1: Correct. like it doesn't matter. He's transferred. Yes. He officially hit the portal, I believe, on Wednesday, or maybe it was Thursday. His name officially whatever showed day. up, yeah,
2: officially um, showed up Thursday.
1: Officially showed up. Then, um, Gagey Jefferson also officially hit the portal. It was announced like when the portal opened that he was going to do it, but now he just officially hit the portal. Uh, I think that's the big fish that everybody is uh, really interested in, and uh, yeah, I, I think that like if you start to look at Missouri's offensive line, right, we started to talk about uh, what. Missouri could do to kind of retool that offensive line as they wait for maybe uh like a Logan Reich or to get ready, right to develop and get and get ready to that level you know adding a guy like Caden Green would be a pretty good guy to have uh, as a as a uh I don't want to say stopgap because he's got three years of eligibility left so if he comes to Missouri two really because he's gonna go to the NFL but um yeah he's got a, a freshman all-american right so I mean he's pretty good uh when it comes down to it but uh Caden is a big one. Uh, Maggie, thoughts on any of those guys who hit campus on this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I would say Caden
0: is one of the big needs. I'd say offensive line is one of our big needs. You know, we, we're losing an All-American and Javon Foster. Um, it was, I feel like we were a little hard on the offensive line. I feel like I'm always hard on the offensive line, but I think that that's an easy place to be hard on because you look at games like, lsu where we possibly could have won the game it, it's off the offensive line and, I, and and that's easy to say because that's the that's the you know the series that cost us the game there's more series and more plays that things could have happened differently and you could have looked back on and that could have you know something else could have happened or we could have scored another series or whatever could have stopped them from scoring another series and that could have changed the game as well but you know that's neither here or there, but yeah, Caden Green, I would say, would be an amazing, uh, an amazing pickup. So I'd, I'd love to have him. I think a, a, a secondary, some secondary guys would obviously be good, but I know we have some, some players returning as well. And um, I'm very happy to, that we got Toriano Pride. <laughs> oh, I can't really complain yeah. much with that pickup. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what happens. I know we picked up, um. An opposite tackle just a little bit ago, uh, but not a portal guy, right? Game?
2: We- oh, right. A high school guy, Caleb Pyfrom, um, uh committed. He used yeah, to be committed right. to Illinois. He's a guy. I mean, that's a more of a obviously a you know, twenty twenty six ish uh type impact, but mm-hmm. you have gotta have those guys like it doesn't need to be one or the other, right? You can right high school and the portal. But this really to me, guys, I to me this is we're now at the point. Don't worry about 2025. Don't worry about 2026. You are every chip you have is shoved right in the middle of the table with your returning quarterback. You know, you're launching a Heisman campaign. The entire receiver room could come back. Um, You just added the seventh leading rusher in the country in the portal. If you can add Caden green, you've got an offensive line. You feel pretty good about Christian Williams is back. Chuck Hicks is back. You're going to add some defensive portal pieces. I mean, this is your year. You go chase it. This is um, if you were Ohio State. If you were Georgia, you every year you chase it, right? You, yeah. If you're Missouri, if you're Ole Miss, you hope you're chasing it every year, but you can't count on. It. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was I, I I made the comparison last week. I think to the the Royals, like trading for Cueto and Zobrist in 2015. Mm-hmm. I have good friends who are Mets fans, and going into that World Series, they thought we have Jacob DeGrom and Matt Harvey and all these are we'll be here again. Like if we don't win it, it's okay. We'll be here again. It's what they haven't been there. So like you cannot go into next year saying, yeah, we want to get there, but also, you know, we'll be here. You might, but you might not. This might be your shot. So load up and take your shot. And I think Missouri's doing.
1: What I was really surprised with, uh, you mentioned getting uh, Marcus Carroll out of the portal. They had a surprise commitment from a running back that, you know, really wasn't on my radar personally. Kwan Lacy and I started to watch like his highlight film, and y- you start to watch oh that, my and you're God. like, "Oh, holy cow! Like this kid could come in and make some serious impact in year one." I believe he's a four star. Uh, you know how those how those star ratings go?
2: So they're amazing. They're they're perfect. They're gospel. Yeah. Take a mess of the truth. Nine ninety five powermazoo There you
1: go. Um, I got really excited when I saw like, okay, there's. I could see two running backs right there because they do have a little bit of contrasting styles. I think when you see those those two guys, I could see that working out. Um, I I don't think they're done in the portal, though. Just, it's just it's so interesting now that you, the way that you watch. I mean, you know, Missouri did have uh, Jabari Johnson. He did hit the transfer portal as well. I, that one didn't. I, it's, it's a bummer, right, because I think that he would have been uh, pretty good. But I understand, right, he starts looking around saying, no, it's going to be probably three years before I get a shot at, at this thing. I might want to go uh, hit the portal and a kid who's not from around Missouri either, a kid who's from the Pacific Northwest. And there's a couple schools up there that got positions open to play quarterbacks at the power five position. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't blame them at all for hitting the portal. It's just kind of the uh, the give and the take that you get with it uh, when it comes down to the portal as well. But yeah, some pretty big guys uh, that could be committing uh, to Missouri at any moment when you're listening. Uh, another high school kid who was was he on campus this week? It was according Crutchfield? When was he on campus? Um, he was on
2: campus this weekend he is announcing at 10 o'clock Tuesday morning Yes, Um, we are making arrangements to live stream that on our YouTube channel I believe that is going to happen Uh, it's Missouri or Arkansas Um, I do not know for sure where he is going Um, you know I don't generally like to invest if I think he's going somewhere else but we'll see what happens Interesting.
1: Interesting notes. Uh,
2: we will certainly... And then th- there's a kid named Jaron Sensabaugh who's a defensive back who was committed to Vanderbilt. He won't announce on Wednesday between Missouri and Tennessee. We are less certain on that
1: one. Okay. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot, of a lot of, irons in the fire right now for Missouri football. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz and, and the fellas are cooking over there. Obviously, when we record this podcast on Monday... Uh, Drake was even replied to a tweet to you, Gabe, and said it's important uh, in terms of uh, a tweet that he had uh, had made out there. And he's not the only one on the Missouri staff suite. I think I saw Eva have Bain tweet out some stuff. The whole recruiting coordinating staff is tweeting stuff out. Uh, so they're definitely stoking the flames of Missouri fans, getting them excited uh, for what's uh, to come in the portal. And I don't know, Maggie, how you can't be excited with this era of Missouri football. Well, I think everybody is. It's kind of like Gabe
0: was talking about. I think everybody is all in on 2024. I think every single person I know has renewed their season tickets. I've renewed my season tickets. So, I mean, nobody that I know ha- is waiting to see what's happening. It's just they've done it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, well, not everybody I know, but a lot of people I know are headed to the Cotton Bowl. Like, they're invested. And I think... That's what a lot of these recruits are seeing and what a lot of people maybe haven't seen from Mizzou fans in the past. And that's exciting. It's just a big change. And it's kind of what everybody's just been waiting for, just a reason to really jump all in. And what better time to jump all in than now?
1: Yeah. I mean, in yeah. the area of NIL and... Um... Missouri seems to be using it effectively. I was told the other day that, uh, by a a KCSN personality, that Mizzou was a poverty program because they're using an IL. And I said, think about what you just said. (laughs) I said, think about what you just said there. Um, I had to let him know a little bit. But
2: I mean, I I love the reaction. And don't get me wrong, Missouri fans do it too. This is not a just everybody else. But like, as soon as a kid goes somewhere, well, he's just trying to get the money. Why do you get your job? Do you, do you tell your job I just wanted to I just love the atmosphere you right. don't even have to pay me right I just I just want to come in and hang out because I like you guys no it, money's a part of it and it's legal like I don't get why we still talk about this like it's some thing that shouldn't be mentioned.
0: Well and that let's like look back on the past however many years of college football and what people have been choosing to go to schools for right? And it, well, it's never no, been money. We know that. Right. Right. It's always just been the name just on the end of the Jersey. Like they, like they made no, me feel
2: like at home. It was like through brotherhood.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm sorry, but people have been getting these like impermissible or whatever the word is benefits forever. And now it's like, you're just, for me, you can't. Yeah. Per, yeah. Now it's permissible. So oh, like, you cannot be mad about it. Like you just it's cannot, insane. and you should be is excited about parity. Has anybody
2: ever used the word permissible? Like, I, I would like a kid to commit to a school, and when I call him, be like, "Why'd you commit here?" He goes, "Man, it was just the permissible benefits <laughs> they were way too good to turn down."
1: <laughs> I want uh, someone to just be that honest, right? Like, oh, why did why did you choose to go to to Ole Miss? They offered me a lot of money. Like, I just want, I just wanna... yeah. You know, one high school. Them, I'm, I'm that, trying
2: right? to decide which Mercedes to drive to buy my steak dinner tonight. Um yeah. at Luther's commitment ceremony. Somebody asked the question. I don't know who it was. Like, uh what, what parts did NIL play in your decision? And I mean this was brand new. Like this was four months old. And credit to him after a two or three second pop, he just said, No. No factor You know, we didn't talk about that. Like he answered it the right way. <laughs> I mean he You know, you believe what you want to believe. Right. But but he answered it the only way he's really technically allowed.
1: He said, you know, I know, but I'm going to tell you something completely. (laughs) I know that you know, and you know that I know that you know. (laughs) And I
0: would be crazy to not, like, take it into consideration and then just take it. (laughs) I mean... Whatever works, man.
2: And, and hey, even all these coaches, like somebody brought up a, a post on our board from SEC Media Days where he called the NIL legalized TV. And they're like, well, now he's doing it. If, yes, you can either do it or not do it. I, I mean, you know, you can choose not to play this game. It's
0: not going to turn out well for you. Your program will be worse for it. Yeah. Or he, link Lane Kiffin can either not do it, or he can keep losing to Nick Saban every year, and lose his job. So he's gonna do it.
1: That's how it's gonna go. Um, and it's it's gonna look interesting moving forward. Obviously, the landscape, everything's ever evolving. Will there ever be really uh widespread legal or widespread regulations? Maybe eventually. But right now, while there's not a ton of widespread stuff, I think it's great in Missouri's interest to uh take advantage of what they can uh, uh, of uh, the this NIL. Uh, but I've got to tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And NFL fans, it's time to unwrap nonstop football action this holiday season. Throw down on big matchups with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this week, new customers can bet just five bucks on the NFL and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code KCSN. New customers can bet $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPENY or text HOPENY467369. All right, National Signing Day is coming up on Wednesday. That's, uh, I don't... Do do transfer portal guys stick to the National Signing? That's only for high school kids, right, Gabe? Yes, for high school
2: kids. Most transfer kids, I think, just sign scholarship agreements, which
4: Hmm.
2: I think technically means that, like, nothing they actually say is necessarily binding until class starts, so... Do you remember a few years ago, a kid named Jadarius Perkins committed to Missouri and then, like before class started, transferred to Florida, you know. Um, so it can happen, uh, which is makes this stuff even wilder. in mean, the podcast breaking news, Chidozi and Wakuo is headed to Colorado, which okay. deprived us of the ability to have a defensive line with two players whose names started with NW, which I've
1: got to believe would not have happened before in college football history, right? It's a tight window. That's a tight window <laughs> yeah. to try to fit, to try to fit something into. There's not a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, choosing Colorado, probably not a bad spot to choose, truthfully. Um, and I don't know if there was a ton of momentum, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Gabe, on that front from there, but it, it does seem like that Missouri needs another defensive lineman for me to feel oh, comfortable. They'll, they'll
2: take, I believe they will take two defensive tackles and at least one defensive end. But here's the other thing people have to remember about the portal stuff. Hardly anybody's played a bowl. Game. I just saw a couple of UCLA guys go to the portal. They just late you know, Saturday, I think. Yeah. So after bowl games, kids will enter after spring football. There's another window. Like, you don't want to take your entire roster in this week because there are going to be other kids in the portal that will then give you buyers remorse over what you took, you know. So you've got to leave yourself three or four spots open for what happens over the next month, and then then really in in uh, whenever it is April, I think is is the other window. Um, and and I get it. You know, everybody wants everything to happen right away, and I do think by the time most people hear this, like, I think there's going to be some news for Missouri
0: fans
2: outside of uh going to Colorado. So, but it's a it's a long race, and maybe the guy that sprints the first hundred yards and gets ahead of everybody else, maybe he ends up winning. Maybe he hangs on. Maybe he has the stadium. But Maybe not, man. Maybe maybe you just kind of take your time and, and get the right guys that end up just finding
0: you. Yeah, and I mean, you don't want to wait, obviously, too long. It's kind of like you don't want to wait too long before getting in the portal because you want to make sure you have a spot somewhere because there's going to be a lot of names in the portal before all is said and done. I I don't remember what the exact number was of names in the portal last year but what was it like i mean that was, there was a like a number it was a crazy crazy number wasn't there like a thousand players in the like like fbs players names in the portal last year or something insane and yeah. there weren't homes for everybody so you also have to you gotta you gotta
1: play it smart or you won't have a place to go yep the only breaking news i saw sky said to the ir so um don't know what happened there. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like
2: my reaction to that news would be appropriate podcast material. Here.
1: That's okay. I just saw it come across the timeline as I was refreshing, I thought I'd share it with you um, as as it uh, as it happened. But yeah, as I mentioned, National Signing Day on the uh, the twentieth. Should have. uh, We should finally be able to get Eli Drugas to talk about these kids, uh, right? That's when they. That's when he can officially talk about them and uh, give his thoughts and feelings. Besides tweeting out cryptic fire and tiger emojis.
2: Here's how wild the transfer portal is. Like, I don't even think anybody's thought about the fact that in 48 hours, the number one defensive lineman in America is signing with Missouri. You know, like that's just. And, and I just remember when, when Williams committed, yeah. you know, the whole thing was just, well, it's all right, don't worry. This race ain't over. This race has been over for weeks. Now. Like, nobody's ever even talked about him going anywhere else. Wow. You know, he's shut it down on social media. And so now to the point where it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, that number three player in America, number one by some standards, you just signed Missouri. That happened too.
0: I just hope he has a pair of Mizzou gloves on his, on his, Table like right in front of
1: his contract. <laughs> Speaking of All... two gloves, I don't know if you saw. Um, who's the kid playing in like the Mississippi, George All Sergey Marion Burnett? Yeah, War. he was He was wearing Missouri gloves. He had tweeted out a couple days ago, like, room is still open. Glove science says we don't know what that means. That's true. Glove science says not <laughs> oh, a great man. sign, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not a great <laughs> sign uh, for Missouri if you're going on. Uh, the glove science, but I expect them to have a a pretty decent uh, class in in terms of high school kids coming in. They they were able to flip talent Chandler, who listen that kid's been on Twitter and I, he's been recruiting with the with the top of the top. Uh, James Madison's been one of the kids who's been out there uh, trying to recruit a bunch of people to come to Missouri. But there's a lot of momentum behind the program, obviously. But um, Gabe, I'm I'm curious to you. I, I want to ask you about this because I don't know off the top of my head the scholarship situation. How does that work with the transfer portal? Is it like a is it going to be like a one in one out situation of like if you bring somebody in, you got to take somebody out type of deal?
2: Well, I think the the most important thing to remember here is that there are no
1: okay,
2: uh, okay. like you can just do it. Uh, <laughs> but but like, I, I mean, there were kids that were on NIL deals in place of scholarships. All of it. Like, if you have an 85 and you're like, I really want to add that guy to my team. You're like, hey, yo, random booster. Do we have $85,000 to cover this scholarship? Hey, here's a nice NIL deal. It just so happens to be the exact same amount that you would get from the school. school. You know, so that's the first thing. Um, They are in approximately a situation where I I think they've got two or three open spots. Most likely will be filled by high school guys. And then it will be for every guy they bring in. They have to have to have somebody leave. Um but the answer to the question how many scholarships do they have has never changed. It's how many do they need. Um they will if they want a guy on their team, they he will be on their team. They will figure out a way to make that happen. I mean I think Zedis Gates had 85
4: scholarship
1: players on the Missouri dot this year, honestly. So he's
4: trying
1: to play it every single one of them. I guess it, we
0: yeah. I guess we we don't technically know every player that's gonna leave at the moment either. Because sure. there could still be a few that we think are there, leaving that. There, there have to be a few who leave. I mean there's there have but there could be a few that we thought were leaving that could end up staying, vice versa. I mean, and yeah. obviously some that we think are staying that'll go to the transfer portal because
1: that's just yeah. That's just life. Nature's a beast. Yeah. yeah, I'm interested yeah. to see I'm interested to see after the bull game what happens especially with uh, some of the NFL like Theo Weiss could choose to go to the NFL and I, I think I've talked to some people with NFL connections that think that he's probably a, a, a late round guy but still could get drafted uh, talk about a draftable wide receiver there um, but Gabe as you already mentioned like having that wide receiver room come back for next season like if you have both Theo and Luther back and you know Mookie you're like hang on a second what 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 are we cooking here um no pun intended with with brady but uh yeah and and also to have the staff come back too i think is something that we haven't really talked a whole lot about but like having blake baker and uh kirby moore return is like not nothing certainly to have those guys come back. also not it's also not fun there's a long time left guys i've had what three is-
2: different people reach out to me today since Notre Dame's offensive coordinator was named Troy's head coach and say, "Hey, I've kind of heard Kirby Moore's name around here a little bit." So we'll see. Mm-hmm.
1: That wouldn't be very fun.
2: I, uh, <laughs> I I I would like to say real quickly though, along this uh, uh, along the lines of this kid who just went to Colorado, I tweeted that news out in the middle of the podcast, and I got a reply that said, "I just wanted him because of my daughter." to dozy, so oh, I want to believe that's true
1: I would also like to believe that's true I just <laughs> saw this as it as it's coming down is uh an unnamed uh recruiting site is saying that five-star quarterback Dylan Rayola has flipped his commitment to Nebraska um I think I think that was expected uh Pete Thamel has now tweeted that out but he's expected to pick Nebraska over Georgia so that is an interesting choice.
0: Nebraska <laughs> uh, finally making moves. Who would have thought I mean, it would have taken him this block.
2: The amazing part—he yeah. moved to Georgia when he's committed to Georgia. Yeah. His whole family, yeah, his whole family. It's... Guys, we thought that Cam Newton thing was nuts. And, I mean, you can now actually convince me Cam Newton just wants Auburn because he loved Auburn and the fans. atmosphere. Yeah, I would buy that compared to what we've seen
0: this year. But... Now talk well, the... about someone that took some impermissible benefits
2: allegedly oh no he was he was served just 19 hour suspension <laughs> came back and better won a national title so good for him. yeah
1: nice missouri yeah. Well, has got a football game coming up i mean we still got a whole nother week before we talk about it but i mean it feels like no one cares about it right now even though it's a pretty big game uh when it comes to ohio state it sounds like game is we talked about last week that Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably going to play, and Emeka Abuka will probably play. As of this moment, they play. play, uh, we should say, because everything in college football is so fluid when it comes to National Signing Day coming up, the transfer portal, everything. And I was really trying to stretch this podcast so we might have had some due, uh, but I don't think I will. I'll mercifully end it for Gabe uh, so he can he can sit in front of his computer for a little bit longer.
2: Uh, my dog would like to at least walk around the block today, so I appreciate it.
1: There you go. This is for Gabe's dog. Maggie, any final thoughts? No, I'm I'm just
0: hoping that we get uh, maybe a commitment later. If we do get a commitment later and it is from maybe somebody that used to play in, in an adjacent state, it would be really funny because um, today's their head coach's birthday. It would just be a little, a little bit funny.
1: Interesting. Her. Layers, 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 layers on this. Uh, maybe I'm in the minority, but I'm actually pretty excited for National Signing Day. I like the freshman classes they got coming out. I think they've got some pretty talented guys. Uh, yeah, that's fun. I always love, I always love National Signing Day just to see uh, who can do the most wild uh, the, uh, commitment. Is my favorite. The, you know, the Luther Burden one's always good. I love the picture of him throwing the hats out there. Uh, Colin Lacey had a good one where he pulled out like an elephant stuffed animal that he pulled out. I can't remember what a shark I think is what it was for Old yeah. Miss, and then he pulled out the bazoo flag. That was pretty cool. He brought out a big bag to symbolize something, I think. Uh, maybe I'm I not like, much into that. I
0: like the college graphics too. Case David, I think, did the barbecue sauce a couple oh, years ago. True. I like the school graphics, I think that's always fun.
2: People like you call it National Signing Day, people like me call it National Unfollow Day. So Six woman's
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this unfollow day for sure. And on that note, we appreciate you listening all the way to the end of the podcast. Uh, sorry we couldn't give you any news during the time of this podcast, but uh, you can stick with us the whole time. We'll give you more news as it comes out. Uh, make sure to follow Gabe on Twitter at follow there. Uh Follow Maggie. You're at Maggie L. Johnson. Is that correct? That's it. That's off the top of the head. Look at that. Look at that work. Yeah, That's pretty good. Uh I don't remember a whole lot. Like, I don't remember what I had for lunch today, but I can remember Maggie's Twitter handle. <laughs> well, follow... I'm sure you see it
0: all the time, so.
1: Fair. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, at TuckerDFranklin. I don't really add a whole lot to the conversation, but I just make sure you see everything, but I uh, appreciate it. Everyone listening to the end of the podcast uh, for Gabe, for Maggie. I'm Tucker Franklin. I'll talk to you guys next week.